You're listening to the Up The Flats podcast, live from the Liberties in Dublin, Ireland, with your host, Andrew O'Connell. Welcome back to the Up The Flats podcast. On this week's episode, I'm heading across the Liffey over to Cabra to meet my old pal, Richard Kay. Richie's the operations coordinator with the Irish Underwater Search and Recovery Unit and has been involved with them for the last 10 years, providing a very, very important service to families in the city and across the country. The work that they do involves recovering family members who've passed away from suicide uh, and taking their own lives uh, in the rivers, the lakes and the, and the sea around the country. So join with me tonight and uh, we'll give you an insight and shine a light on the work that they do that's very important that doesn't get a lot of attention. How did, you, how did that thing opportunity well, arise? You know what, that's another weird thing as well. Again, my love and passion for water. Uh, well, I was always into snorkeling. Like when we were, uh, when we go down the west coast uh, with, with my mum and dad or whatever, we always, we, for, as far back as I can remember, I always had a mask and a snorkel and a set of fins. Right, right. And I snorkeled. If we went on holidays, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd go out to Holt, out to Balscadden, and we'd snorkel yeah. down there in the summer. And when my dad would be working during the summer, my mum would take us out to the beach, and you know we were very lucky. Yeah. Like it was, it was. My mum and dad always took us somewhere. Yeah, like my in dad the back was, of the car. Yeah, Let's in go. the back of the car Where or on the bus or whatever. Yeah. There was always somewhere. We never we never hung around Cabra. There was always yeah. something to be done. So that's where, I, I suppose, that's where I got the, the snorkeling and what have you. Done a bit of diving before I got married. Yeah. Uh, only simple stuff now, nothing nothing special. And then a lad that I, that, uh, I know, we, he, he introduced me kind of back into to diving again. He was a commercial diver. Right. Uh, he working... Uh, uh, offshore fixing uh, stuff under, fixing the, under, under the, the sea water. yeah that was, that was yeah. his job and uh, we were chatting and we were travelling together we were doing a few bits and pieces camping together with the families he had a young family as well and he said oh, I must bring the dive gear and, uh, and that was it and where, where did you end up? so I think Ackle was the first dive I'd done with him right and, uh, and what, was that? what was that like? I was because snorkeling, you're just on the top of the yeah, water. Yeah, no, well, you know, I took it back to like a duck to water. Like it was, right. it's one of those things like when you, what did they say, when you ride a bike, you'll never forget. Yeah. Now, there's, there, there is a bit of a skill in it, in that. There's a few little things you need to know to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Uh, diving is the easy bit. Getting down is the easy bit. Getting back up safe is the, is the trick. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I started diving with him, and at that time he was really involved in the uh, search and recovery. Right, what's that? So if somebody if somebody drowns basically, and their if their body is not uh, recovered straight away, they have to send divers in. Right. And people like there's, I suppose over the years I've learned there's a misconception that if somebody drowns, they're not always floating on the top of the water. It's not like what like the movies. It's not like the movies. Yeah. It's actually very far from the movies. Right. You know. So uh, that he kind of sparked an interest in that in me, and uh, we 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 were chatting about it, and we I got in diving with him, and uh, we were diving a lot. We were it was very actually very interesting. We were doing a lot of diving together, and he like, was really going around the coast of Ireland. Yeah, just we were out in Dublin Bay out, diving uh, on, right. on the wrecks in Dublin Bay, yeah. and uh, we 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 go out, we we were diving the Talur and the Shamrock and. Uh, the Paul well, all these different wrecks. Right. That's, that's like Dublin Bay is just scattered, littered yeah. with wrecks, littered yeah. with them. And then we knew of uh, you say the Shamrock. Yeah, was that the old Dublin Corporation boat, or was no, that a, it was a, a much think, older ship? No, it was a much older boat. That actually wrecked up on uh, Lamb Bay Island. Right. Uh, and it, it wrecked up on rocks. It's only in about 
10 or 12 litres of water. Yeah. Uh, but I had ammunition on it, I think, and horses from World War One. All right. Yeah. And what you, it was a nice, easy dive. It was a, it was a great training dive yeah. for people as well, because it was only, we'd say, 12 metres deep. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting about it was the, the old uh, end uh, boiler. You could swim through it underneath the water. You know, and the sea life was great. There'd be always a couple of seals to yeah. see, and yeah. So we really, you know, the visibility was never really great around Dublin Bay, but it was always enjoyable. I yeah. enjoyed that. And then we we got together one evening. We 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 realised uh, just through chatting with different lads, there was a serious shortage of good divers that could help. And I'm talking voluntary divers. Voluntary work. All, all voluntary. Yeah. Um, Ireland is an amazing little country for volunteers. Yeah. Like this country runs. It runs on volunteers. On volunteers. Yeah. yeah. It runs on community spirit yeah. and good people. Yeah. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt about that. And what happened was uh, there was a great uh, setup in Drogheda. Uh, he was living in Drogheda at the time, and there was uh, one or two river rescues down there. And there were a couple of good boys and, there. And the, the, the type of work that the Irish Underwater Search and Recovery mm-hmm. Unit does, mm-hmm. it's not. A superhero rescue thing like Baywatch or anything like that, you know, you no. see the lad running down the beach and no, in the shorts and the sun and the shades and no. No, it's pulling actually, them out of the water. It's, it's, like, it's far from it. Uh, and what, hap- what happens is generally, it, it, I suppose the, the cases that we would normally deal with is, and thankfully, it's like it's not happening every day of the week for us. We're not an emergency service at all. Right. Generally, what happens is it's either it's, it's generally a suicide that we would be dealing with, the okay. aftermath of a suicide. So sadly, somebody goes into the water, they, they take their own life. And the thing about it is, in, in the rivers around the country, if a person goes into the water, they'll generally sink to the bottom. Uh, they generally get caught or snagged. And the simple fact of the matter is, if somebody goes missing on land, anybody can look and help. Yeah. Right, so you can walk a field or look at the yeah. forest or all that stuff. Like you see on the news. Like you can see on the news, yeah. Guards yeah. and army and volunteers exactly. are yeah. Yeah. going across But when the somebody's underwater, when somebody is drowned, yeah. now you're into a whole different ballgame. And the reason being is that not every diver wants to recover a body or wants to help recover a body. Because if you, anybody who's, I suppose, who's gone diving on their holidays and they're in Spain or whatever, if the water's lovely, crystal clear, nice and warm, it's all happy days. Yeah. You put a mask on you and you get in a river like the Liffey yeah. or get into a lake like Blessington and it's pitch dark really? it's cold you can't see the hand in front of your face and you're feeling your way to, to find, find that person yeah wow yeah that's the reality of it yeah and that takes a certain sort of character yeah doesn't it well you know what I suppose I kind of always had this idea in my head that if you have a skill uh, or an ability to help somebody yeah. you should do it and but that's kind of probably what the reason we kind of clicked as friends because we're both that yeah. sort of helpful minded yeah, individuals yeah, yeah. that yeah. I was doing it in the community you were yeah, doing it yeah, yeah. In this and it, it, you know the thing about it is like it's different people do it at different levels and different ways yeah. you know like there's another buddy of mine and he he's really into the community and helping young people young people from disadvantaged areas and he's doing something that I couldn't do because I wouldn't have the wherewithal, I wouldn't have the patience yeah. to do it. And he, like he's dealing with kids that are coming from a very disadvantaged background uh, and he puts such, such passion into it. Yeah. And 
I can see he enjoys when these kids excel. You know, I remember there was, there was I remember him talking to me about a lad, and this poor young lad had a really tough background, uh, all sorts of background problems with family education. He wasn't doing well in school, and uh, he literally took him under his wing. And that lad has a job now. Yeah. He's met a girl in recent times. He's started his whole family. They've their own little house up. It's yeah, fantastic. Just one one good person in a young person's life who's yeah. gone through yeah. trauma and, and yeah. uh, chaos. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you can put a wing around them and guide them exactly. on their way and just give them a lift up and a G up and a push, push in the right direction, yeah. it makes yeah. all the yeah. world a difference. Well, he, he's, he is... He was in that case and still is the right man for the job. Yeah, he, he's yeah. very good at something. He's a passion and he's a skill. Yeah, yeah. He's a skill that I don't have. Yeah. You know, so there's no way, there's no point in saying, Richie, look, there's a young lad or a young girl down the road. Yeah. They're having problems in their life. Can you help them out? The answer is no. Yeah. I don't have the life skills to do yeah. it. What I do have is I have a skill that I can do it. Yeah. So that's my my contribution to the community. So where did, it, where, did it, where did you find yourself or how did you find yourself in the... The situation of being centrally involved in the, the new again another weird again another weird story. Yeah. The Irish underwater unit actually formed in a kitchen table, like, like where we like are this evening. Yeah, yeah, just chatting away, a yeah. group of lads in Drogheda, yeah. and we were chatting away, and we were saying, you know what? There's a there's a severe lack uh, of good divers that could come together when need be to support other local search and rescue units yeah because every county has their own local search and rescue right. so you well for example you have the, the uh up the mountains you have the mountain rescue team yeah. right so uh, counties and areas that that are based on rivers like cork limerick galway yeah. you know wexford waterford they all have their own local groups. group right uh but not all, not all of them back then, which is, it's actually 11 years ago now since the Irish underwater uniformed, they didn't all have divers. And if they did, there was a shortfall in divers. Right. So we formed specifically to assist other units around the country. And it's a national organisation. We pro Yeah, we provide the service naturally. Right. Nationally, yeah. yeah. On now, a voluntary it, basis. And a fully on a voluntary basis. Now, in those 10 years, thankfully, uh, you know, the, the skills have grown. Yeah. Uh, in all around the country, so most of the units around the country now have their own dive unit. Right. Uh, I suppose w we did pioneer one thing was that we were the first unit on the east coast of Ireland to have a side scan sonar, so we were able to scan rivers yeah. uh, because pu obviously putting divers into a river is a dangerous yeah, thing. Of course. Uh, the Garda Water Unit, who which is a fantastic service, great yeah. bunch of guys. They had a sonar, yeah. and they would normally be forced on scene. Obviously, they're they're a state service, so yeah. if somebody goes missing, uh, guard divers would come in, and they would they would recover you. But if it was an awkward recovery where it was going on for a number of days, so you'd yeah. end up having local search and river banks, the guards in the water. Yeah, we'd come along. Now, obviously, because we're voluntary, we we don't we're not walking directly under the guards or along right. it's more alongside of the guards it's yeah. gonna yeah. you know we're there to help that's yeah. it yeah and we don't get in the way of the guards we do we do what we do and the guards do what they do yeah uh, and the common goal is bring that person home right because at the end of the day there's a mommy or a daddy or a mommy and a daddy somewhere standing on a riverbank waiting for their son and daughter to come home and it's a it's it's tough yeah you know it's tough to see that I, I, 
And kind of going back to what I said earlier, when you ha- when you have a skill that you can help a family yeah. to bring their loved one home, you just you just have to do it. It's as simple as that. It's one of those. It's one of those organisations in the country that people don't even realise no. exists in many ways. No, because, yeah. because unless it the the turmoil lands on their doorstep, exactly. of a child gone and taking their yeah. own life yeah. in the river or the sea, yeah. then they realise yeah. when the volunteers well, like, go, well, it comes back walk. to what do you do? Like, yeah. you know, as I said, if somebody goes missing in a field or, in, you know, you can go out and you can look, yeah. you can gather or all the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if somebody said to you, I think somebody's gone into the river there, what do we do now? Yeah. How do you search? You're not a diver, you know, you've no water. You don't skills. jump in after. Not the top, yeah. you know. So that's, that's where the, the, uh, the community uh, units come together yeah. and, and we help but as and I said it's great now because it, all the counties now have uh, search and recovery but you see the, the problem that they have is because it's volunteer it's a yeah. very expensive organisation to run yeah. like equipment is the big is the, like all the guys and girls that's in our unit they all volunteer their time right. and how many would there be well officially there's about 30 on the books right. uh, all, all divers or no, no. no to be a mixture of uh We'd have a mixture of boat crew, uh, as in coxswains that are driving the boats. Yeah. Uh, we'd have uh, boat crew then who are helping assist the, on the boat. Assist yeah. on the boat. Yeah. Then we'd have divers, yeah. and then we have the dive assistants, and then we have a sonar team. Right. Yeah. It's complicated. So it is. It's very complicated. Yeah. Like, and when you were sitting down at the kitchen table and brought it, was someone taking notes? Oh, oh yeah, just, yeah. You know, did you, you, did you know what you were getting yourself we knew into? It, yeah. Well, we did and we didn't. We like we were and, all and where did the, like did you divvy up the skills? Well, I can do this and you can yeah. do that. Well, there was a lot of skilled people there. Like at, at the very start, there was there was lads who were in other rescue organisations, so they were well tuned in as to what to do. Yeah. And we were literally going to bring this from a local level to a national level. Yeah. But we were we were never it was never going to be a massive organisation. The yeah. whole thing was to keep it tight knit. And one of the main reasons is, particularly with the divers, when you're underwater with somebody, which are not somebody your dive buddy, right. you need to trust that person. Right? You with need your to, life. with your life. Yeah. You know, and there's no messing here. Like this is this is serious stuff. You know, you can have all the crack you want on the surface, or if you're training in the swimming pool, or if you're training in the liffy or something. But when you're out on a search and you're underwater, then the person that you're you're diving with has yeah. to be on top of the game. Yeah. You know, so. There's a lot of trust. So you, you can't just be diving with anybody. We don't just bring people in from anywhere. Like yeah. if somebody turns up, oh, I'm a diver. Yeah, come on. You yeah. can dive with. That's not what happens. There's a very rigorous training to go through and the, assessment. The levels and the years of experience of learning to be a proper diver. Yeah. Uh, obviously, did you have to do all that? Yeah, well, you see, I, had, I, had tra- I, was, uh, I had trained up as a rescue diver right. I, uh, uh, beforehand anyway. Right. And as I said, I was doing a lot of diving. Yeah. Uh, recreationally, yeah. So it was just the natural progression then for me was to go into the search and recovery. Right. Um, for me, like thinking about the, the night you're sitting around the table, these are the lads, and you all have certain skill sets. Yeah. Like, did you think you'd be still here? Like, did you have a long term plan for the Irish underwater search and recovery? No, moment? not really. We'll put it this way when we started off. We had well, we didn't have any didn't have much equipment I presume. We'd, we'd our own dive gear. Like literally Your we had personal our own personal kit. dive yeah. gear. And One was that search and recovery? No. 
Not really. Proper not, stuff. <laughs> oh no, well don't get me wrong, it was proper dive gear. Well, you the bottles of gas yeah, in your bottles, back. Yeah, with our air on our back yeah. and we our suits and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But the, the the regulator that you put in your mouth that you breathe through, that yeah. they were recreational uh, yeah. regulators. Yeah. And where now we use full face masks. Yeah. And the reason for that is for contaminants. So when you get into the Liffey, yeah. Um, you get liffy water in your mouth. <laughs> you mightn't have a good belly for a couple of days. Yeah. So that's the reason why we're, we the re main reason why we wear full face masks is to keep contaminants over over nasal passages, yeah. over mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So we worked our way up to that. Like yeah. those masks are, they're about, I think they're about a thousand or eleven hundred each, sterling each. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hose that goes from my mask to the bottle. Yeah. They're about a hundred and fifty sterling. Like there's nothing cheap about it. No. Uh, so how we fund that is, we have the government. The government pays for it, don't they? They do. We are stood. Uh, no. Have you ever got that off the government? Uh, what did we get off the government? Well, we've actually no, off the, off the government as a, as a body, do they? Oh yeah. Well, we're a fully uh, registered charity. Yeah. Uh, fully with full charity status. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, a grant for a boat. Uh, we got a grant for. Some dive equipment, right? Uh, and in the ten years, that's about it. In ten years, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of catching up, isn't it? It's yeah, when, but when you, you know think, what? When you think of the lives of probably other organisations like Dublin Wicklow Mountain Rescue Team, we're doing it for years. Yeah, yeah. And, and and essentially, somebody in the government says these people are providing a bleeding emergency service. Yeah, yeah. We should be funding. Well, them. you see, the problem with the underwater unit is that it's not in the public eye all the time and it's not glamorous as you said it's not baby it's not glamorous yeah. it's not baby you know, watch, yeah. like even trying to fundraise with companies like yeah. we've don't get me wrong look, we, we've we've kept the unit going for 10 years and how we've done it is we've had the girls were doing the the mini marathon yeah uh, we've had cake sales and yeah. all these sort of things uh the rowing community actually in in the east coast has been a big Three in a row. all in a row all in a row. All, all in a row. row. Oh, yeah, all sorry, all in a row. Oh, yeah, three yeah. in a row. Yeah, we've actually. I was, I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go down to Libby about three years ago and take photographs of your event, but unfortunately, I was busy. But maybe yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, the tour of December. Tour of December. Yeah. You're down yeah. there to Libby. Yeah. So in recent years, actually. Why the, is it done in the bleeding winter? Eh, like, they like hardship. <laughs> but yeah. they're all busy on the holidays in the summer. Oh, you stop. Yeah, like, no, that's, the likes of that. Like organise, whose idea was it decided to do it in the winter? Well, I think you know I don't know why the date came up as it did. Like but I'll tell you what, all in a row should be done yeah. in the summer. Well, from the Hapney Bridge. Yeah, Harris but you know what the problem Bridge. is with doing things in the summer? What? Getting people together. There's always somebody on holiday. Ah, yeah, no, it's true. And if you want to make money for a voluntary organisation, if you want to make a few bob, if you want to make a few bob with a hardy bunch of people, right? right? They need to be two, well, they need to be two things. They need to be from Ring's End. Right. <laughs> and they need to be rose. And, and they need to be rose. And they need to be rose, yeah. 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 It's, it's actually, it's an amazing community down there. Yeah. Uh, like you've got St. Pat's. Along the Toll Bridge. Yeah. There. Well, yeah. just as you go over the Toll Bridge, yeah. you St. Pat's. And yeah. then you've got Stella Maris, the other side. Right. And then you've got Pillbeg Yacht Club there, right beside it. And I have to say, we would, 
they probably deal with a couple of hundred people, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the big big capture area, yeah. Yeah. but very passionate people about their own. Yeah. Very passionate people about their area. And it's a busy spot on the Liffey. It is. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you, you wouldn't be getting in and out of there every day with the bleeding boats coming around. No, well, you know, well, no. Uh, look, is it's it the, restricted. Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot of restrictions down yeah. there. But again, Dublin Port Company, I have to say, is an ama another amazing organisation. Yeah. Like you're right in the heart of the city. Like there's some ridiculously high percentage of uh, everything that comes into the country is comes through Dublin Port. Yeah. Like your food, your cars, your fuel, your oil, everything comes in there. Yeah. It's a massive uh, operation. Yeah. And right in the whole middle of this, yeah. and it, it's, it never ceases to amaze me, right in the middle of all of this chaos that's going on, of massive big ships coming and going, there's a little slipway yeah. uh, right beside uh, Stella Maris that pulled back there. And all these guys and girls are rowing them in and out. up and down. And they'll generally they'll get into the slipway there and they'll row up the river. Right. And they'll row up as far as uh, Houston Station yeah. and sometimes a little bit further. I'd be used to yeah. walk in, the, in the, the Memorial Garden and you'd see all the rowing clubs yeah. at that end of the river. Yeah, that's up at the, where the garden is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, up at yeah. Um, Chapel Lizard. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd be bombing up and down on the boats. Yeah, well, you'd see them in the... Yeah. In the not so much down your end of the lift. No, well down our end, you'd see the, you'd see them in the skiffs and the, and, the, yeah. and the bigger row boats. Yeah. And some of the boats that they'd have now, they'd be able to row out to see them. Right. Like these, this is serious rowing. Yeah. This is not for the faint-hearted. You know, like you'd see the lads down there that have muscles on top of muscles on top of the shoulders. Yeah. I don't mind the lads. You want to see the girls? They put the lads to shame. <laughs> <laughs> Those women down there could row boats. Now they'd, they'd row from here to America. They're great there's, people. There's something in my mind I want to ask, mm -hmm. and I want to bring it back to the Irish underwater. Mm -hmm. What, what um, training or support do you have in place, or how did you have to put in place for the divers? For the staff or volunteers, when the inevitable thing happens that, that you do recover the body, yeah, and and dealing with that, I suppose it's 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 very similar to what uh, what force responders deal have to face yeah. when they go into fires well, or whatever. Thankfully, you know it's a, that's a very interesting question, and it's a it's a, it's not unusual, but it's kind of hard to answer because. We're not seeing traumatic things. We'd say like Dublin Fire Brigade, yeah, like, like yeah, or the guys fires or, or yeah, like or you, going into a house where there's a mortar. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Like, you, can you imagine the trauma of that? I've seen that. I, it's, and I know this might sound strange, but to see somebody who has been murdered or killed in a car accident and or you know, yeah, something in a good place. No, they're and it's away. there. It's it's yeah. it's there. It's it's live. So yeah. it's just have to happen there and there. Yeah. Where we're on a search, we know that the person that we're looking for is deceased. So we're we're looking at this in a whole different way. Uh, now, don't get me wrong; it's not pleasant, and we've made recoveries over the years that weren't pleasant. And normally, what happens is uh, we generally go back to the boathouse and we chat among ourselves and, and share the love. And share, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's human nature to do that. It's, it's, you know, at at, at the time. I remember there was one, now I'm not going to give you any details, no. I'm not even going to say where no. it was in the country. Years ago we were on a search and uh, this person had been missing for a number of weeks. And there was ourselves and a couple of other local search organisations, like ourselves, yeah. had come, they'd come from all over the country actually. We had, we had a unit from Cork and we had a unit from Waterford and we had a unit from Kilkenny. Guys and girls like ourselves, but the only common goal was to recover this person. 
I'll bring the call for the family. And I just happened to be there when the uh, the body was recovered. When the body had been there in the water for a number of weeks. And it wasn't a pleasant day now for anybody. So we recovered the body into, into a body bag and we were on the side of the river. And there was a guard there, a sergeant, an older man. You know, and see, he would have been he would have been coming close to retirement. And we were all kind of that's it now. There was kind of a I know this might sound weird, but it was kind of a bit of an anticlimax because although we were there to find the body, yeah. You always find them when you least expect it. What? <laughs> you know what it's, I mean? Like Yeah, you, you probably don't expect to find it. someone no, else to find you're it. You're always saying well, it might, we mightn't find it today, but we'll be back here tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. You know, like if I'm talking my wife would say or you're on a search the weekend and I'd say, Yeah. And I say, Listen, I'm, I'm away the weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah, the weekend, so yeah. I can't turn around and say this. this yeah, yeah, I can't say I'll be back at five tomorrow. Yeah. Because we don't know that we're gonna find the body at three o'clock. So you just you go on. Yeah. And when you find the body, you know it always happens that you least expect it. So anyway, it kinda how do we describe it? It was just like an anti climax. It was very sombre. Yeah. You know, we were all very relieved. We were delighted for the uh, for the family, and I know Even that. Yeah, you were delighted with the family, but yeah, they're, yeah, I mean, they're going through hell. Their their yeah. their misery is only starting now. They've, they've had a very yeah. traumatic time now. There's they've a family, uh, uh, they've a loved one missing. Yeah, we have to find them a loved one, but it's only now that the the the, the trauma and the misery is about to start. In a weird way, we're delighted because we found we we our goal was to find the body, of the person to bring them home. And all of a sudden, that's it. The, 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 the job, if you like, for today is done. So anyway, we're sitting on the side of the river, and I said to the, said to the sergeant, listen, we'll get ready to go now. Uh, I said, is there any formalities or whatever? Because sometimes you'll have to wait for... Uh, yeah, you yeah. normally you have to wait for a doctor. Right. Uh, so the doctor will come down, and, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but they have to be uh, pronounced dead. Right? Uh, and then depending on, depends on the guards there... They'll have their own way of dealing with it. But generally, the priest will come down, the doctor yeah, will come so down, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, another unusual thing that's often has to be done is that somebody will have to come and identify the body. Uh, from the family. From the family and things like that. That's, that's difficult. That's, that's yeah, when, body's been in well, the water for... Yeah, for a while it is. For a while. But you'll generally, normally what happens is, and it, it was, it's a thing that I find very hard to deal with, is... When the family are there on the river, because naturally they're searching as well, yeah. they're walking up and down the bank, and yeah. that's a tough time. I, I, I find that the most difficult to deal with. That it's you know everybody's you there searching. You're doing your, your job that you've decided to do. Well, when you see yeah. a family member coming to the river and they're looking at a body bag, and it's yeah. just this overwhelming release of grief. Yeah. You know, it's it's a release of. It's pent, just so much up. of pent up, yeah, yeah, yeah. emotions and yeah. sadness and happiness. Yeah. You know, you'd see, you'd see somebody, you can often see a smile on the mother's face, yeah. and then she'll just break down crying. Yeah. And they that's know tough. for a split second, we have, we have you back. It's We're going to give you the funeral yeah. you deserve. Exactly. We're going to celebrate yeah. your life or do yeah. whatever Irish families do yeah. when people yeah. die. Yeah. But the 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 other side of that coin is that sometimes you don't find the body. Yeah. Well, that, that has happened as well. Yeah. There's been a lot of times that bodies haven't been found. Yeah. And that is, that's like, that's nearly another conversation in itself. But what, like, what, what was the story with the guard, sorry? So anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so anyway, it, it, it turned, it was a big kind of a, a bit of a lull. And we're saying, well, 
listen, what do you, because obviously the guard is in charge of the scene, yeah. right? We're all civilians, yeah. like, and volunteers, and it just happened to be this particular part of the river where we found the body. Uh, we got the guard down, so the guard took charge of the scene. Yeah. At that stage, we had uh, recovered the body into a body bag, and the body was on the side of the river, and uh, we said to the guards, look, that's us done now, and we'll head off. And the guard said, uh, no, she might as well stay. And I was, I kind of looked at the guard, I was kind of a bit taken aback. I said, why? And he said to me, well, she's been in the river long enough on her own. So he said, we'll just stay with her here and we'll have a little prayer and we'll wait for the doctor to come down. Wow. Yeah. That it was, is a beautifully yeah. empathetic was, soul, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was, an it was a moment in my life in my adult life that I'll never forget. Yeah. Because and it was just the it was it was the guard, the expression on his face, the sentiment behind the whole thing. The he, life experience. Yeah, he the life you know what, that's exactly you know, the his, life his life was forty five years. Whatever the guard law yeah. and order and his community. Yeah. yeah. And well, he, he's seen a lot of things and, yeah. Yeah. and where you you were relieved to he got yeah. the body back and blah. Yeah. But his yeah. Just his thinking yeah. was, yeah. she's been on her own. Yeah. That's a very, very deep, a very deep thing, but a yeah. very spiritual yeah, yeah. thing yeah. to probably yeah. Yeah. say yeah. to you. Well, you see, I suppose when most people look at the guards and say, "Oh, James, look at your bank, give me a fine for speeding," or yeah. you know, you don't see them as, ha as being human. No, you don't. You no. see them as servants of the state, I suppose. You see the uniform. You don't yeah. see the person behind yeah. it. And I've seen the person behind the uniform that day, and yeah. uh, like. Just chatting to him, he was he was a gentleman. I'm sure he was a grandfather. He was a human being. He was a husband. Yeah. I'm sure he had children himself, and he probably had children the same age as the girl that we took out yeah. of the river. And how old was she? Uh, she would have been, she would have been in her early thirties. Wow. Yeah. She took her life. Yeah. yeah. And without going, I'm not going to ask too many yeah. deep questions, but you obviously had time to talk to the family and, and, yeah, and get a sense of that's the life that she lived yeah that's another part of it that and i have to be very careful about when i choose my words here yeah. it, it's not that it's not that i like it but when you're when you're a volunteer at that level you know you're we're doing the sort of things we're doing yeah you you do get to know the family uh, in a strange way, the the guard like the guard and water unit is totally separated from the family. View. Like these these guys are very obviously professional at what they do. Yeah. They'll come in, they'll do a job, and they go away. and they go away. Yeah. Right? yeah. Where we have, I suppose, you're 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 centered in the community. Yeah, yeah. Because we're in the, we're in the yeah. community, and we'll chat with the, we'll chat with the family, and they'll be asking us questions. And it, it, the usual questions is, oh, how long do you think it's going to take, and where do you think he or she might be, and you know, is there anything we can be doing? And God loves them like that. Generally, bringing sandwiches and tea and coffee, you know, anything. Yeah, yeah they're supporting us. Bring that and, yeah, and but I mean, like it's not only us. It's it's the, the whole community that comes together. Like you generally have uh, the local fishermen. They're hugely important in searches because they have local knowledge of the river or yeah. the lake, and the, the noise, tides, and yeah. currents and water flow. So normally, when we when we go to a search, the first thing we try and find is who's the local fisherman. Yeah. Who's the top man? Who's the top man? Who's the man that catches the most fish? Because yeah. strangely enough, he's the guy that you're going to get the best information with. Yeah. And then you'll end up talking to the family and, and they kind of uh, 
the kind of steer towards you because you're giving them information. You're trying to. They know mm-hmm. that we're there to try and help them out. Yeah. And whether it's good or bad, I don't know. I mean, I've got to know families over the years uh, that have lost loved ones, and we'd and still they keep stay in touch. Connected to the organisation. Yeah. Oh, they do. Know? Well, some of them do. Some of yeah. them don't. Sometimes we've been involved in recoveries, and we've never heard from the family again. And then other families, we get a Christmas card or we get, you know, I get an odd text message every now and again just saying, how are you doing? I was just thinking of you and thanks very oh, much. Wow. You know, uh, I, I remember we were, there was a, a formal memorial for a young lad that, uh, that had passed away in the river and we were assisted another search and rescue organisation and we, we had to recover his body. And a year later, there was a, a memorial and yeah. we were invited to it. And we said, yeah, look, should we, we'd go along. Now, a lot of time had passed in my life in a year, yeah. you know, between my own personal life, work, volunteer, and all that sort of stuff. And we went down to the memorial, and I obviously had remembered the search uh, of what, you know, I obviously remember because I was there for days in Jordan, and I had talked, spoken to so many people. Anyway, we walked into the, uh, the community hall, and I was there for a couple of minutes, and I was having a look around, I spotted the coffee table, and there was a few little custard creams there. Yeah. We, that's where we made the beeline for the custard yeah. creams and the coffee and I'm chatting with the lads over on you and a couple of local people and how are you keeping and all about you and this woman come up and she said there you are Richard how are you and she put her arms around me and gave me a hug and you're going fuck is that and I'm like fuck is this Jesus what's going what on what did I do yeah, I just didn't couldn't I'm like that couldn't people, yeah. yeah yeah and, and the older I get the, the worse I'm becoming <laughs> uh, but this woman, how are you? I haven't yeah. seen you in so long. And I said, I'm great. And you know the way you don't want to be rude to people. Yeah. And I'm saying, Lisa, and how are you keeping? Yeah. Gosh, look, we're getting on ground. And you're going to yourself, what's her name? What's her name? Who's yeah. she related to? Yeah. How did I, I speak to her last? And, yeah, all this was going on in my head. And she said, do you remember the last time you spoke to me? I said, I don't. She said, me and you were chatting on the river at the search. And then the penny the dropped. dropped. It was the lad's mother. And there was an instant moment of guilt there because I didn't recognise her, yeah. you know, but she recognised me. Wow. Yeah. And you left was, an impression. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a weird, nice moment, yeah. you know, in that. And God love her, like, she was after losing her son, but she knew everybody in that room. Yeah. Every, like, everybody. The memorial was for him. The memorial yeah. was for the son. And, and she... He was only about 19 or 20, he was a young man, yeah. 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 And the strange thing about it was, every, now I mean, there was probably three or four search units from around the country on that. that. And that woman literally knew everybody that was there. The God of her, she was up and down that riverbank, you know, obviously searching for her son, Obviously, watching what everybody else was doing, stopping people talking to me. Who are you? A lot about you. Keeping herself busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and of what the poor yeah, mile she was yeah, probably going yeah. through. But she went around to everybody and thanked everyone the personally uh, for bringing her son home. Like yeah. that was a massive loss to her, but a huge gift at the same yeah. time that her son was brought home. Because, you know, as you were saying, it doesn't always end in the recovery. Yeah. You know, like we've. Normally in rivers or lakes, people are recovered yeah. because it's a confined water space. Yeah. The sea uh, is a different type of fish. The sea is a different type yeah. of yeah. 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 Because if you go out to sea, it's much harder. You have a much bigger space. You've got yeah. tides. You have nature. You yeah. know. Uh, so when you 
you know, when you talk, yeah. like you, the conversation that we're having tonight is based on my experience. Yeah. You know, but if you were to, we'd say, go down to the lads in Mallow Search and Rescue, another amazing organisation, yeah. incredible bunch of guys and girls down there. Uh, they have been responsible for uh, huge uh, volume of recoveries right. and, and, and bringing people home. And all how, around the country. how would their organisation compare to yours? Well, uh, they've been well, equipment, they're very well equipped, but I mean, we're very well equipped as well. Right. But they're they're they have a fantastic sonar system, a fantastic sonar team down there. Right. Uh, the guys and girls that are headed up down there are very passionate about what they do, hugely experienced, yeah. uh, just a great voluntary organization. But look, it's not only like every as I said, every organization has their own river if you like and their own uh set of skills as to how to deal with each river because yeah. some rivers are tidal some yeah. are others other organizations are on lakes right. some are very specific. narrow specific yeah. you yeah. know yeah. uh like you take the guys and girls in mead river rescue yeah. another brilliant organization they're on the river boyle yeah. but their river uh, for the most part is very shallow and very fast yeah. so they would have to have a different set of skills to what i was only up you just saying that i was only up in Derry about a month or two back yeah uh, with one of the local soccer clubs in south side and it was out on the sunday morning for a walk after the mm. night out <laughs> after the match was over and they got hammered but neither here nor there they, they were playing against dirty city so right. it wasn't gonna be easy and across the peace bridge on the on the foyle oh yeah and i got to the other side yeah. and down on the walkway underneath there was the volunteers going checking for yeah. people yeah there could have been a search on the because foils. it's fucking rampant. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, with, I, with I, people taking. I their don't, own I lives. don't know the figures for there, but I know at one stage it was sadly it was very, very high, yeah. and you have foiled search and rescue up there. Yeah, um, and we, we actually, we on a number of occasions we travelled up to, to Derry to assist. Yeah. We've been to Derry, we've been to Cork, uh, the Slaney River, Wexford, Waterford. Yeah. You know, and we've met amazing people, amazing. Uh, in, ter in terms of the the organization's readiness, yeah. like the guards, the underwater guard underwater unit, the um, the RNLI, yeah, were, are always on a state of readiness. Yeah, how does that function with you as being it's, volunteers? It's a, it's a different. So the way it works is the guard and water unit. They will be obviously they're they're state guys. Yeah. They're they're dealing. They're with nine, 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 They're nine, nine, nine. Yeah. So they're yeah. dealing with everything from. Uh, criminal uh, investigations, we'd say a gun going into a river yeah. uh, or something being hidden in the river, right down to uh, suicides or accidental drownings, yeah. car going off a pier, all of that sort yeah. of stuff. They're on, they, these guys are rapid. They're, rapid yeah, response. Yeah, 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 they're very good. Yeah. Now, that's, but they're the underwater unit. So they are only dealing with things that is under the water for or, they, most of the they've time. They've only recently had an overwater unit launched well, yeah well, well they will do or is that connected no no they will be connected no the underwater yeah. unit was like you'd see you often see them on the news and you'd see i, the saw, guys I saw something last year trawling through the boat. canal or something they got a new boat on the yeah. liffey yeah they have a boat on the liffey yeah yeah, yeah well, mind you, i think that boat's been there for a couple of years it might have just got a new maybe it might be a newer boat a newer boat the yeah. white one the white, the white one, one yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Boat, yeah yeah but uh not like those they're, they're specialist unit within the guards right then you have the oral as we all know, the lads yeah. and girls in the yellow boots. So they're an absolute massive organisation. Yeah. Uh, then we've got our own Coast Guard unit. But the Coast Guard unit, 
doesn't do anything under the water. Right. It's only the coastal areas on, on the water. And on the water. Uh, the same with the Orin and yeah. The Orin and don't have an underwater unit either. And do civil defence have an underwater civil, unit? Yeah. Uh, actually, that's a good question. I'm not sure that they have an underwater unit. I don't think they're they well do. funded. They're well funded and they've got great equipment. Yeah. I've actually only seen uh, I've seen one of their boat crew there on the Lippy recently. Yeah. And it's great to see it. Like, I, yeah. I see their place in front of the museum opposite yeah. Guinness is packed yeah. with trucks yeah. Yeah. and vehicles. Yeah. I actually seen I think there was an event on the river there uh, only recently and they were, must have been providing safety cover or whatever for yeah. and uh, seeing them down a beautiful boat and all their gear yeah, yeah. well yeah, yeah good job. just to, to ask the what is the state of the organisation after COVID you know 10 years on where are you at in terms of your growth and membership and you know health and safety training mindfulness yeah, well, well, yeah, good question. Uh, I suppose COVID became a problem for us. Uh, well, COVID became a problem for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we needed to keep our skills up. So what we done was we uh, we literally downsized the crews, if you like, on the boats. Right. Because boats are made to run like all machinery. If you yeah. leave a boat lying up, it's just going to seize up. Yeah. You know, like yourself, if you sit down for too long. So engines had to be run. Dive gear had to be serviced and maintained. So we were literally taking turns going to the boathouse, doing whatever we could do. Yeah. For example, if I, if, if I could, I'd go down and I'd, I'd jump in a boat and uh, I'd, I'd run just the boat around. around. The yeah, river. just run yeah. around the river and what have yeah. you. Uh, and then we had uh, a group of four that we kind of brought down to one unit and we yeah. said, okay, you've got to keep your diving skills up. Yeah. So what we were doing was we were, go we were going down social distance uh, and we were diving in uh, the basin uh, down at Grand Canal. Grand Canal, Canal yeah, yeah, which is a yeah. place we we train a lot down yeah. there. It's a great spot for us. Yeah. It's safe. It's kind it's, of it doesn't have a mass tide in there. No, well, it, because yeah. it's, it's the basin itself. Yeah. It's about five meters deep. Yeah. We're surrounded by all the lovely apartments. Yeah. We've uh, so well, when you're in there, it's probably pitch black. Yeah, well, it's actually not too bad. The water quality is not the worst. It, when you get down and so you store it up and yeah. silt them, what have you. Yeah. It gets a bit murky, but uh, it was a great place for us. It's a great place for us to train, yeah. and it worked well for us during COVID. Right. We just obviously had to keep our distance from everybody, and we were outdoors anyway, yeah. uh, and under water. In terms of diver types, yeah. I said, no, nothing about diving. I can barely swim. Yeah. Uh, Float me back, really. <laughs> what the odds on the yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. panic. Don't panic. Um, yeah. But like, in terms of membership, yeah. how, how do you deal with new members? Work. If people come to you with experience or, or some level of experience, yeah. what, what process do they have to go? It's actually through? very simple. We're we're open to everybody. Uh, we have uh, where are you based? We're we're actually we're we're based in East Point. East so Point, East Point. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we have we have which is Ring's end. Yeah, well, we call it the, we call it our boathouse, but what it actually is is a group of containers in the square, right. and we keep our boats and our bits and pieces down there. So it, it, it was it's a it's ideal for us. Yeah. We don't need anything fancy, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, Equipment wise, what do you have? So we would have, we'd have, uh, we keep a boat down beside the Jamie Johnson that's on the water all the time. That's the far side. That's on the north, it'd be on, on the, the north, north side. side of right, exactly yeah. where the yeah. Jamie Johnson is. Yeah. We keep a boat there. Right. And uh, not the, the yellow boat. No, no. it's a grey boat. Right. Still yeah. have the yellow boat. Yeah, we still have the yellow boat. Yeah, yeah. The yellow. It's yeah. taking me out on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yellow boat's still there. You come out and you've done some photography yeah, for us one time. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we still have the yellow boat. Uh, so we keep the, the grey boat is down at the Jamie Johnson and uh, which is an inflatable boat and then 
Delamaris, uh, one of their own clubs, they allow us to keep one of the, the other boat in their pontoons, right. which is primarily used for training, for yeah. coxswain training. Now, we would also use that for providing safety cover on, on the river as well, because uh, any of the community events, we love getting involved with the community events, because yeah. it's a nice day. Yeah, right, and it's given something back to the community and because it, it takes a huge amount of pressure off them. It does the hard work that they yeah. have to do to organise well, it. Yeah, you know what the the River Liffey is a I love the River Liffey. It's an amazing amenity. Yeah. it's totally underused. It's totally underappreciated. It's a beautiful, beautiful river, yeah. uh, and the events that do take place in it, it's it's great to take part in. So, like as we were saying earlier on, the likes of the uh, Stella Maris, St Pat's. Yeah. They, they're obviously using the river all the time, which is great to see. And then if they're having an event, we'd often provide safety cover for yeah. them. So we're delighted to do that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the boats that we have, the majority of the equipment that we have has been raised by uh, the public. Right. So we have to use it you for, use yeah, it. which yeah. is great. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we're able, we're able to use it when it's really, really necessary for search and recovery. And if we if we can put it to good use then to help somebody provide a bit of safety on the river, we'll absolutely do that as well. And it's good because it keeps the boats moving. Yeah. It keeps the crew active. Yeah. You know, so and it, and it's a nicer day to be able to go out and provide safety cover and rather than the recovery. Let's who decides who decides I probably should have asked you this earlier, who decides that you go out to a, a, a search? How yeah. We, what what criteria well, we, does well, it, we have, do you have to reach to decide? Okay, it, because you're all volunteers. Yeah. Working yeah, the normal yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are most of your volunteers working for themselves? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. We've all walks of life. Again, like you, when you look at the whole structure, like it's a first of all the, the it's a it's a registered charity. Yeah. Uh, we have quite strict rules in the organization and we have to because of what we do uh, so we have a chairman uh, we have a treasurer i'm currently the treasurer and i look after operations as well we have a secretary we've all the, the things that structure in place we've a very strict constitution uh, and we've very strict rules and guidelines as to how we conduct ourselves and what we do and safety is obviously paramount because we all want to come home at the end of the day so I suppose to, to come into the unit, uh, anybody can join the unit. You must be over eighteen, yeah. naturally, because of what we do. We can't yeah. be, bring, you know, we're not. We're we can't not be bring, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. A, it's it, yeah. it, it. It can't and will never be a children's club. Uh, but we do encourage uh, bring people. Through yeah, people. bring them yeah. through. Yeah. Get them diving. Get them rowing. Get yeah. them involved in the water. Give them a community feel and a community spirit. Get that into them when they're young. Yeah. And then we try and take them in then. Uh, like for example, the oh, this is one thing that that boils me blood is and and, and kind of with a fright and a living Jesus area times as well. When you see the young kids on the river swimming in the Liffey, like that just I can't get my head around. It. I can't get. They grow up with no fear. In the, like the yeah, street kids around. Yeah, the kids, the, the kids the that are living in the city. Confidence then. Yeah. Diving off I, the bleeding bridge. Off the bridge. Yeah. We've spoken to these kids. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, we, we uh, it was there was a kind of an incentive, a safety thing done through Dublin City Council, um, one of the youth organisations. They, they give you any funding, any support? Very rare. Right. Very rare. But we're happy to help them. Yeah. You know, so what we've done was... Uh, they approached us. They were everybody was worried about the kids jumping off the bridge. Yeah. What's like? My biggest fear is one of these days, 
And we'll that, go to the Auburn Brightler neck or something. We're going to end up recovering the kid. Yeah. And I just, like as a parent, uh, I just don't understand how anybody will allow their child to swim in the Liffey. It is so dangerous. Now, let's and take... Why do you, is, 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 in what sense, from your perspective? Well... Like, the to- there's obviously a current it's, that it's, will it's take tidal. it away. It's yeah, tidal, it's yeah. tidal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, or you I, could jump in and land on a bleeding shopping trolley or well, something. Well, shopping trolleys, <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's real. Like, yeah. in Grand Canal Dock, now we, we clean, we voluntarily underwater clean Grand Canal Dock once right. or twice a year. Right. And we do it for two, re- two a couple of reasons. We do it because we want to do it. It's a nice environmental yeah. thing to do. Uh, number two, it's always in our way when we're diving anyway. And it's an entrapment and a danger to us as divers. Yeah. Uh, but the main reason why we started off doing it was because we were watching the kids jumping in you know where the red lights yeah the lights yeah the pairs lovely area there Grand Canal Dock and I've dived there umpteen times and I remember one of the first couple of times I dived in it and it was littered with crowd control barriers yeah and then you have a 10 year old jumping off in the water in the water always sunk them submerged yeah yeah, yeah. so the kids are running yeah and they're jumping in the water they're hitting the water but they don't know what's underneath the water so what's going to happen one of these days their legs are going to get caught yeah. And a child is going to drink it back up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we were we were asked would we have a chat with the kids? We said absolutely. We'll do more than that. Who, 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 who it was done through Dublin City Council and uh, Waterways Ireland at brilliant. the time. It was a great day. It brilliant. was a brilliant day. Yeah. And what we done was we invited all the kids down, yeah. and they had their youth leaders and all that sort of stuff there. So we we started off uh, with a few fun and games. So we had them throwing life rings to each other yeah and they this were also the water. in the basin yeah yeah, yeah. Like, Deadly. the thing about it is there's no yeah. point in telling these kids yeah. not to swim because yeah. they're, they're going to do, do it anyway so yeah. we come up with the idea is the idea was well if they're going to swim let's try and Get keep them, them out of trouble yeah and that if something goes wrong how they can help each other. Yeah. yeah and just bring it down to their level yeah and say look if you're in trouble this is what to do yeah. this is how you help each other out because otherwise two either one is or two is and nobody wants to be taking a child out of the basin or the Liffey. So anyway, we started off with a bit of crack, throwing life rings in, and we had them. We had the lads letting on to our drowning, and we had kids jumping in to save them. And oh, was, yeah, great day, though. Great. So then we, we took them out then, and we we had uh, we had mannequins uh, to, for doing CPR. So we yeah. done CPR with them. Uh, what else? We'd we done first aid with them. So we had a whole day of activities. Yeah. And, and many sort of kids turned up. Uh, oh, it was about 20, 25 kids. Right. It was a brilliant day. Yeah. And it, the sad part about it was that actually only happened once or twice. We Just wanted to try and make it. What are we doing every year? Took, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a fantastic day. Yeah. But what we were trying to say to the kids was, look, there's no point in us telling you not to, to swim because we know yeah. you're going to do it. But you need to know the dangers. Right. Oh yeah. But you know, the reality. That's like, that's like us in the flats. Mm-hmm. Growing up as kids. Yeah. No, no, no wall fear. was a barrier. Yeah, yeah, no, no roof was a barrier. Yeah, like yeah. I spent my teenage years up on the roof of the flats, yeah. and and no ladder to get up. You 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 pulled yourself up onto a balcony, which was half the width of your yeah. counter, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you got your hand on the ledge yeah. and your hand on another yeah. ledge, and you pulled yourself up, yeah, yeah. and you're ninety feet above the ground, yeah, solid concrete, and no madness fear. of it all. No, no. yeah, well that's See, it. trying no to fear. do it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It wouldn't happen. But that's it. Like you see those kids on on, on the Liffey, and there is no fear. Yeah. And that's that is the danger. Yeah. You know, like the street wise of the hill, but not about water. Yeah. Well, you, see, you know, the, the mad part about it is, Andy, they're really some of them are really good swimmers. Yeah. Like what should happen is they should be taken and brought up to the aquatic centre, yeah. 
and they should be swimming for Ireland for the Olympics, yeah. not jumping off oh, the yeah. bridge. Yeah, some of my mates growing up are yeah. brilliant. And nobody, I've, I've yet to see anybody kind of taking these kids under the wings. And Look, I'm sure there's all sorts of diversion programs and youth programs and what have you. But there's some. <laughs> it was amazing how talented some of them were. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and if they just got the right opportunity. But my, as a, going back to the real issue for me is the danger. Yeah. Uh, like they if they jump in at low tide, if they straight jump straight into the mud, straight yeah, into the mud, and they're half ready. Yeah. And these kids are they're being seen as a nuisance on the river and a danger yeah. to themselves and a danger to society in general. Yeah. And I suppose the truth of the matter of is they are, yeah. but at the same time they're kids, like and nobody wants to see a child. Well, drunk, there, you know? there you go, folks. I'm not finished yet, but there's there's a man who who spends his life volunteering, recovering family members who taking their own lives, talking about a health and safety issue on the River Liffey, where we know there's kids happening. This is something that Dublin City Council should be enacting with the underwater once a year, an annual thing to. Yeah, to build mean, a campaign around educating them yeah, yeah. about their safety. Yeah. You know, you're not going to stop them. No, you're never going to stop them. Because they love and the water and in the fairness, summer. In fairness, Andy, it would be very hard for the council to try and deal with it as well. I think it needs education. to... It needs to be education. Yeah. But it needs to be education. The council and the schools. Yeah, but their parents. And their parents. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, really, it's it's just one of those things where... And you know what? If the truth is known, their parents before them probably done it. They did. You know, did, and they yeah. didn't. You know, and yeah. what's happened is, you know, the summer comes along. The first few pound they have in their pocket, and where are they up to little Aldi, yeah. they buy their wetsuits, yeah. the pair of runners, and before and you know off. it, and they're jumping off the bridge. You know, so it's a very, that's a really yeah. great point that you make. That yeah. you know, the parents, you, you have yeah. to start with the parents, yeah. but the parents yeah. probably did it yeah. Yeah. when they were younger. Oh, but know, between know, the, yeah. between the parents and the school where yeah. they they attend. Yeah. And the city council who and up waterways are yeah. there's yeah. a huge opportunity there to yeah. huge to, 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 to yeah. fill yeah. that campaign. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? It, like the, the river itself, like it's a like it's a fantastic river. You know, it's a great amenity, and you know, and, and the kids are the kids just see it as an adventure playground. Yeah. You know, and they're they're going down there where the Jamie Johnson is, and they're climbing up in the building and running and jumping off. Oh, the roof. they're on the roof. Of the sure, what teenager wouldn't do it? You know, and, and you're getting dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, and do it. The higher they can get up, the better. Yeah. But it's but just seeing them jump off the start, the the old iron, yeah, bridge, yeah, yeah. down at the, the combat center. Yeah. That's higher than the roof that they jump off of the Jamie Johnson. It is, yeah, yeah. 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 But you see, the problem is then that unfortunately, you know, they're told to get down, or security try and do something, and the guards will come along, but yeah. they go up the river and then they do it again. I'll do it again. You know, but I said. Taking all that away, you're never going to stop it. But my fear is that something seriously wrong is going to happen. Yeah. And one or more of them is going to drown. Because invariably, one of them is going to get into difficulty. Yeah. You know, I, I, I reckon my only criteria of this, one, they are very, very good swimmers. There's no doubt about it. Some of the kids are fantastic. And I think one other little thing that helps them is the wetsuits that they use gives them an extra little bit of buoyancy. Right. And, uh, yeah. They feel they're invincible. Well, they're definitely invincible. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. it. They definitely feel invincible. You know? but, uh, and I, and I, you, you don't want to wish it on anybody. And I hope I'm always going to be wrong uh, when I say that. But I you wouldn't want to see it. No. Sure, it not to a sure. It'd be, it'd you know? be a sad day yeah. in the city. Well, and it's going to be very sad for the, for the, for the guy or girl that has to recover the choice. Yeah. You know, whether it be Dublin for the guy or the guy or the driver. Or, oh, yeah. or sad. Nobody, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah. We're getting near the end of the podcast. 
and it's it's flowing here. Like I'm very um, interested. I'm actually kind of a bit shocked that you come over to chat with me. Why? Well, I don't know. I didn't think I was that interested. <laughs> everyone has I, a story. I, I, Listen, everyone has a story to tell. Yeah. And uh, you know. We'll just chat away, cup of tea, the kettle will be going on now well, in a minute. Yeah, we'll we'll just, yeah, yeah, we put the kettle on. Before, yeah. before we end the podcast, right, yeah. what are your hopes and what are your needs for the Irish Underwater Search and Recovery Unit in the, in the next year to three years? Well, I suppose what do you need? What's the priority for you? Um, this podcast goes on Spotify, right. it goes on Google, it goes on whatever I can push yeah. it on social media. Yeah, yeah. If somebody happens to be listening in a big business organization or yeah. a small business organization, you're a char- you have a charity status number. Absolutely. Is there, yeah. is there up to the hill with, with your accounts and all that sort of stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Everything. What, what what needs do you in the years? We ahead? could we could definitely do with a good commercial sponsor. That's right. the first thing that we need. But somebody who's gonna uh, stick with us. Right. Our biggest cost at the moment is fuel. And it's, it's killing us. It's killing everyone, it's yeah. Absolutely but killing us. For what you so, do. Yeah, because the boats run on petrol. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the you take the the boat that we use, the big boat that we use in the river. That's there's a three hundred horsepower engine on that. It goes on fuel. Yeah. But it is a requirement. We have yeah. to have it. We have to have it. It's it's an essential piece of equipment. Yeah. Uh, we 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 have to be so careful using that boat because we don't want to be wasting petrol. Uh, you have to ration it. We have to ration it. Yeah, it's just yeah shocking. it is shocking. Like to to think, yeah, I mean, we're 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 trying to keep the skills of the guys and girls up yeah. to a very very high standard. Yeah. And we're always saying, have we enough fuel? Are we going to have enough fuel? And I've seen days in leaner times, yeah. right, when everybody's put their hands in their pockets. Yeah. The volunteers, the volunteers are to keeping the place going. Yeah. And even now, every now and again, one of the lads or one of the girls will come down with uh, a fuel can full of fuel, and yeah. they throw it into the boat. And what was cost, what was cost me say twenty quid to fill a fuel yeah. can, we're now into thirty two euro yeah. to fill the same fuel can. And so fuel costs are huge. Isn't it mad that where you're located in Rings End, mm. right beside the depot? With all the fucking thousands <laughs> of litres of petrol and diesel. Yeah, we're looking at it. Yeah. That there's not one company there that would say, lads, this, listen. I'm, I'm sure there is, but you know what the problem is? It's it's like everything. It's knowing these people and it's getting up the food chain to talk to them. Yeah. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. Listen, the pe- Andy, the people of the city have been very good to us. Yeah. They, you know, uh, the people of Ringsend have been amazing. Uh, the rowing community have been amazing. Yeah. Dublin Port have been very good to us. Like Dublin Port Company have been very good to us over the years. But there's a limit to every uh, organisation's ability to help. Because you look, let's take Dublin Port Company. We're not the only one knocking on the door. No. Right? There's a book of the charities there, yeah. all looking for a slice of the cake. Yeah. Right? And, they, and um, you can't be picking and choosing over one for the other. No. But given the particular role that you play yeah. well, in the, the city, on the river, well, on we're, the we're, river, yeah, or yeah. on the sea, it's yeah. it's it's all it's, it's disheartening that you're not funded by the government. Wing community, so the yeah. all in a row, third uh, of December, yeah, a huge date on our calendar. The the all in a row is actually a, a group again, another group of separate volunteers. Nothing got to do with us at all. Really? Yeah, right. just a group of people from uh, Ringsend and a few yeah. a few from different walks of life. Yeah. But we'll all have a very close connection with Ring's End. 
they got together and formed this little group and they fundraise uh, for the charity. So they actually, in the last number of years, they've been fundraising for ourselves and the Orin Alloy, which is brilliant. So yeah. we, it's kind of like a little charity partnership and yeah. we would be in serious trouble without them. Right. And I hope there's a few people, if this podcast ever gets out there, <laughs> I hope, yeah, yeah. And I, you It'll know, be out next week. If there's anybody from uh, the Rings End or St. Pat's or the Stella Mars or yeah. anybody who's been involved in that, like we can't thank them enough because yeah. they, I don't, I don't even think they realise how important they the are to us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, I, I genuinely believe they've no idea yeah. how important it is. Like we have a boat in Donegal now at the moment. It was a boat that we got. It was left. Uh, it, it was a, a boat that was. Uh, I don't want to say left to rot. It wasn't left to rot. It was just put out of service, yeah. and we actually got it uh, through Fingal County Council. It was about to go in the scrap heap. It's time was up, as they say. But we found out about it, and I seen the potential in it. Yeah. So we got the boat, we brought it back to the boathouse, we stripped it down to nothing, yeah. and we polished and sanded and filled holes. And this is a wooden boat? No, yeah, it's actually, it's a, a, it was an inflatable boat. Right. Uh, and there was more holes than it was like a tea bag. Yeah. Uh, but again, the guys and girls in the unit put a huge effort in, and we got it rolling. But unfortunately, the tubes... Now, this is a fabulous boat. You, you'll, is this like the one I saw you going to lithium? Um, you would have seen it. Years it had a, little, a blue boat with a little cabin on it. Oh, no, it's not right. that one. No, I'll, show you, I'll show you, it's a rib, yeah. yeah. I'll show yeah. you a picture of it. A yeah. fabulous machine, yeah. right? But it was just, unfortunately, it was, it was getting on in years yeah. and it needed love and care. Well, yeah. it got it. We gave it the love and yeah. care that it needed for over a period of months. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, the tubes were just, it just wasn't yeah. safe to use. So the all in a row last year, the money that we raised from that has gone towards retubing that boat. Right. Now, that's going to bring a whole new lease of life to that boat. That boat yeah. now, as a result of the fundraising, new tubes, new tubes that's it. Yeah. Like, what do you need a boat to do? Float. Yeah. Float, yeah. yeah. And new tubes. And how many people are hold? Uh, well, you'd hold a lot of people in the boat. Really? Is it? It's, uh, it's six and a half metres long with a cabin on it. But the important, yeah, the important part about it is it has a cabin. So, uh, a bit of protection, you know, a bit of protection from the weather, and yeah. we have uh, protection for, for our electronic equipment for our sonar. Yeah. So, if there's somebody missing on the river, we can take that boat, yeah. we can be inside protected from the weather, and we can scan the river then. Perfect. But the, its its most important role is in training. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a real vital piece of equipment for us. But only be all because of the all in a row, yeah. that's how that boat has a new lease of life, and that's going to serve us now for many years to come. Excellent. You know? And then the year before, as a result of the fundraising that they done, we were able to replace dive equipment. And as I was saying to you earlier, like the, the dive equipment for a diver, the kit that you doing see... Doing the work you do. Yeah, yeah. Your, 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 your minimum cost, when you see the diver dress from head to toe, is roughly around €5,000 wow. worth of equipment yeah. to get them under, to the, get water. Them under the water. Yeah. So to get two divers in, before we do anything, before we put... Before we put a litre of fuel in the boat, yeah. there's 10 grand's worth of gear there on the diver. Like, that's the level of cost that we're operating at, you know. So, yeah, the, the short answer is, if, if, if there's anybody listening, any yeah. help at all would be great for you. There you go, folks. Mm. You, you hear it from the horse's mouth. If you're an organisation, you're a large corporate company, you're a medium-sized enterprise, you're a qualified professional in marketing, PR, uh, funds generation, you're, you're working stocks and shares, 
you know, sugar daddy, whatever, <laughs> it doesn't matter. The, the lads at the Irish Underwater Search and Recovery Unit are always looking for friends in high places or low places, yeah. wherever they come from. Richie, it's been a pleasure. It certainly has. It's been- the Up The Flats podcast is currently looking for a number of partner sponsors to come on board with us to help develop and grow the podcast. If you'd like us to work with you to help promote your business in the Liberties area through our podcast platform and on our social media streams, please get in touch as soon as possible. Your continued support is much appreciated.